Up next is the daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 1, we read, He also spoke a parable to them that they must always pray and not give up saying there was a judge in a certain city who didn't fear God and didn't respect man. A widow was in that city, and she often came to him, saying, Defend me from my adversary. He wouldn't for a while, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I fear God, nor respect men, yet because this widow bothers me, I will defend her, or else she will wear me out by her continual coming. The Lord said, Listen to what the unrighteous judge says. Won't God avenge his chosen ones who are crying out to him day and night, and yet he exercises patience with them? Now this is an often misunderstood parable out of scripture. God certainly scripturally calls us to faithful prayer life. However, this is not one of those passages. Often received as a call to practice fervent prayer, We can easily misunderstood this story by not grasping the roles of the individuals in this story. First of all, the judge in this story before us is not, as commonly believed, a picture of our Heavenly Father. After all, this judge, he was unprincipled, unrighteous, and lacked the moral fortitude to do the right thing. He was only ultimately convinced because he was so bothered by the widow that he finally gave her what she requested. Is that a picture of the God that we know? And even if it is, do we in truth want satisfaction and want a single answer to our desire, even if it is not God's will and his plan to give it to us? Then we must ask, are we therefore the woman in the story? To push beyond the realm of faith in a just and loving God and into a relationship where God is subservient to us Is that the picture that we have? A picture where he is the spiritual Santa Claus and too busy to hear our needs? This is clearly a gross misrepresentation of our Creator. The picture that Christ is actually presenting is of his Father that is the opposite of the judge that's presented here. The truth is that if this judge can be so convinced, surely our perfect and loving and attentive Lord will be far more responsive and aware and attentive to our needs, even before we ask. God is faithful to his children. He's constantly aware of our life situations. And while we should be faithful and consistent in prayer, for sure, our hearts should always be in the realm of the perfect example of righteous prayer, and that is, thy will be done. There are many within the greater church today that propagate the idea that what we can't get done with one discussion with our Father, we can accomplish through repeating ourselves to God over and over until he's so impressed with our tenacity that he relinquishes and finally gives us what we ask for. It is a fact that we have an open door. We have an open door to the throne of Christ and we can and should speak our hearts openly and plainly to our God at every opportunity. However, we must never lose our foundational understanding of who and what God is. 
we will not receive from God what is not his will and plan for us. And further, we should never want such. To walk in a life of Christ is to seek his will and his plan for us, not to seek to use his power to achieve our plans and desires. Knowing this fact should compel many of us to reevaluate how we pray and how we live before the one we flippantly call our Lord and Master. Verse 8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them quickly. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Now, God promises, of course, to care for us in our needs. Not just here in this passage, but we know about that by reading throughout Scripture. The question has never been and will never be, will he be faithful to us? But rather, the real question is and always has been, will we be faithful to him? Such seems to be more than just a question here. I mean, it sounds almost like a verdict. We would be wise to ask the same question of ourselves literally on a personal basis and a regular basis and respond truthfully to that answer. Verse 9, he also spoke this parable to a certain people who were convinced of their own righteousness and who despised all others. <clears throat> Two men went into the temple and to pray and one was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. And the Pharisee stood and prayed by himself like this, God. I thank you that I am not like the rest of men, extortionists, unrighteous, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. Now, Paul spoke in 2 Corinthians 10, 12 of those that compared themselves with each other and measuring themselves by themselves. He goes on there and to say, what foolishness. It is a common thing to look at God as if he grades on a curve. We're apt to believe, well, I'm not as bad as others, so therefore I must be okay in God's sight. Surely there is not a more detrimental enemy that we face than the one that lies within us. For pride is surely a clandestine enemy that moves subtly into the power seat of our lives and then ultimately blinds us to the truth. Once the truth is beaten down, there is no telling where the path of life will take us or what insane directions we will pursue. No single issue has destroyed more men and women, removed more individuals from church and fellowship, wrecked more marriages, and enslaved more earthly lives than the enemy of pride. And though we're loath to admit it, many of us are just apt to see redemption and salvation as being, well, for those who are openly wicked, certainly more so than ourselves. And because we do not indulge in a particular list of sins that we have constructed as being those that are indicative of the sins, sinners of this world, we think, well, we're all right then with God and he's okay with us. Yet scripture begs to differ. Psalms 14.3 says, they have all gone aside. They have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good, no, not one. And in Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to his own way, and Yahweh has laid him the iniquity of us all. Transgressing, Isaiah 59, 13, transgressing and denying Yahweh and turning away from following our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. 
And finally, Romans 3, 10 through 12, and going on to verse 23, says the following. As it is written, there is no one righteous, no, not one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks after God. They have all turned away. They have together become unprofitable. There is no one who does good, no, not so much as one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music